Yes, 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 people. Oh, shit. It's that time again. That's right, baby. It's another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. We are here. And, uh, yeah, we have shit to talk about. But, frankly, when don't we? Right? <laughs> and, um, yo. Before we get into everything, it's been a weird fucking week, right? It's been a weird fucking week. I and I feel some of that is the build up to, you know, another motherfucking year on this earth, right? But oh, and the fact I ain't sleeping like a motherfucker. God damn it! It's like it seems I'm going to bed at six o'clock every fucking day. You know what I mean? Ugh, it's ridiculous. Um, but, right, I want to address something. Because I find it kind of weird, right? Because we're seeing a lot about, um, you know, like, I think mental health, right? And especially right now. You know, like, everyone talking about how mental health is important. Which, yeah, obviously, people, it is. You know what I mean? It's real fucking important right now. But, why the fuck, have, have, you know, have we got fucking people like Forbes talking to Kanye? Why, it just leave the man alone. Leave the man alone. Like, it is a known fact that he's got mental health issues. You know, and that's not just because he acts kind of weird and crazy. I think he came out, you know, uh, a couple of years back or something and was like, yeah, I got schizophrenia. I've got something else. Like he has said he has shit. Right. So when he puts out, I'm going to run for president. Like, yeah, no, you fine. You can, we can have fun with it. We can laugh because, hey, he put that out there. Right. You can laugh, but why are you interviewing him? You know, they interview him, and then they also kind of say that it was a four-hour rambling interview, right? Like, what are you doing? There's no need for that. Like, there's no need for it. Because they feel you're taking advantage, right? Everyone's locked up. And obviously, right, you know, we, we kind of look at some people and go, well, they're rich, right? They Their houses are far bigger than ours. So their lockdown is different, which, yeah, definitely, right? It's definitely a different experience, but... Everyone is affected, right? Now, we may feel that ourselves, you know, we're hit the hardest. But even people living in a large mansion, they're affected. Everyone has been affected to different extents, right? And when we know someone has, you know, has got mental health issues... And definitely goes down the rabbit hole on certain occasions. 
Why are we trying to take advantage of that? Right? Why are we doing this? It seems it seems kind of foul and dirty. You know what I mean? Look, fine. Right? You thought, all right, I wonder if we can interview him. I wonder if he's got anything to say. But when he's saying that he wants to run the White House like Wakanda, just turn the tape off. You know what I mean? Turn the tape off and back the fuck out. Because you know this ain't right. Yeah, it makes some little sound bites. You can get some people clicking on your story. But come on. Come on, people. I feel we're better than that. You know what I mean? I really feel we're fucking better than that. So, um, yeah. You know, if we want to be these people going, we believe in mental health. Right, we believe in this Then we gotta run that across the board You know, you can't just go Oh, let's leave that person alone Because of, hey, we we can't be selective with this shit We have to treat everybody equally And, yeah, I feel we need to give Kanye We need to give him a birth You know, we need to And, you know, again, look I know that a lot of people want to be down on Joe Rogan right now. Which, you know, again, I feel is kind of crazy. And I feel he has addressed, you know, some of the things that I know people were pissed about. But if people don't know, right, I think it was a year ago, might have been a year, might be slightly longer. You know, he was in talks to interview Kanye. He was going to have Kanye on the show. Right? And it didn't happen, right? And I forget who it was, but someone asked him, they were like, yo, what what's what's going down with the Kenya interview? And he was just like, you know what? I don't think it's right for him. You know, we've spoken a few times on the phone. I don't think this would be a good idea. So yeah, I'm leaving it alone. And I feel that. That was a big fucking thing Because, hey Imagine the the hits That show would have got That show would have been a fucking huge A huge number puller for Rogan Right? That would have been like uh, When um, Obama was on What The Fuck You know, Mark Maron's podcast That would have been a huge one But even Rogan can look at the situation and go, you know what, he don't need this shit, right, Kanye don't need that in his life, because he ain't in the place for that right now, so, you know, I don't know, I just feel, let's think about this shit, right, let's be some, let's be consistent, right, do we want to be nice people, do we want to be, you know, people that are spouting certain virtues, well, if we do, let's fucking, let's do it, you know what I mean, let's go, hey, we can't just put a little toe in, you know, and then come out when we don't feel like it, you know what I mean, alright, okay, I'm stepping off the soapbox, well, actually, I'm not, because trust me, I'm gonna be ranting some more, so let's get into this motherfucking episode, alright, okay,
buckle up people because I've got shit to say. Okay, so listen, I think one of the big things we we hear right right now, people you know are posting like old holiday pics and be like, oh, last year I was here. Oh, I wish I could be there again. I'm not getting a holiday this year. What's happening? Blah 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 blah. Right, that's a big thing people are doing right now. And I kind of get it, but fuck it. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, it's a period of time. You know what I mean? Our holiday is definitely not the big issue right now. You know what I mean? But, right, this, this, there's some crazy shit happening. Because, okay, so Taipei Sangshan Airport in Taiwan... Right, has just done one of the craziest fucking things. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Right, so they. <laughs> so I don't know if this is gonna be a regular thing, but so they did this tour experience. So I think they posted about it on social media, and they had seven thousand people. 7,000 people apply to be a part of it, right, so they, you know, they just selected 60, which is still a lot of people, right, so they took these 60 people, and then just took them on a tour of the airport, so they took them on a tour of the airport, they gave them, like, Security passes Like boarding passes right So they had boarding passes And then let them Go through The experience of You know Going through the airport to go on holiday So they had to go through security Passport control Immigration All of that stuff And then they went On a plane So they let all of these people board a plane. <laughs> All of these people board a fucking plane. And then after the plane, they went to a res- one of the restaurants in the airport. And they got a box with a couple of sandwiches and some cake. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the airport experience. Which... I don't know, you know what I mean, it seems a little bit weird, and do you really, do you really want to be a part of that, right, because this is the thing, now, they, they've got, um, uh, you know, on the pictures of this, most of the people are wearing masks, Okay, most of the people are wearing masks, but it mentions nothing about testing any of these people, you know, before they could even do this shit, right? And you've got 60 people in this space. Who knows if any of them were contagious before they got there? Now... They're all cramped on this motherfucking plane. Right? And 
unless you are flying you know, first class, business class, it's pretty tight packed, right? There's no space between, so you're in a row of three or two, maybe four. I want to be cramped up with some motherfucking people that could have the fucking virus. This is some insane shit. Like, it makes no sense. And you, you've got, like, you know, everyone's taking pictures. They've got their passports out. They're taking pictures. You know, snap me snap. But, right, you put that picture up. No one's going to believe you went on holiday. Like... What is this meant to, because, you know, even going back through an album a few years later, and you'd be like, wait, what's this? Wait, you went on holiday? You went on holiday in July? Wait, that couldn't happen. Like, what the fuck is this? If if someone, yo, if you, <laughs> now, let's be honest, right? If you hooked up with someone, right, and you're thinking, hey, this is going well. Yeah, this is, I'm having a fun time. This is going well. This, hey, maybe this person's the one. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's go through my photo album. And then you came across these snaps. Yo, you're getting the fuck out of there because that person seems unhinged. You know, and they've got some fake-ass holiday fucking photos. You feel like, yo, are you all right? Do you need to speak to someone? Are you cool? Is this a breakdown? Because, hey, if someone you knew photoshopped themselves into some, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? This is just the same. This is some more crazy ass bullshit. It is weird. Like, it would be weird just in general, but the fact, the fact, fact that we're trying to avoid getting this motherfucking virus and you're putting yourself with all these people who you do not know you do not know these people they could be giving you this fucking virus like why would you be rolling that dice (laughs) why would you be doing this it's crazy crazy Just wait a few months until everything opens up or wait until next year. If it comes to that, uh, just wait until next year. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I do not need a holiday this bad to do something like this. Yeah. Fucking weird. Just no. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> there needs to be a line, people And this, this shit is crossing that fucking line Okay, so, um, Facebook have just, uh Yeah, they've just had their civil rights audit Um, yeah, it's now been finished and it seems to have been shared. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's not good. Right? The audit isn't good. It's been two years in the um in the making, right? So I think it was commissioned in May 2018. 
and it's uh, just been finished, which is, you know, like, yeah, it seems like a long time, but really, audits are a bitch, man, they take a long-ass time, and some of the things, you know, this, you know, the audit is calling for, uh, is like a more effective policy to tackle voter sus- suppression that prohibits content like the Trump voting posts and more consistent enforcement ahead of the US presidential election at the start of November. Um, also, civil rights to be more visible and made consistent priority in Facebook's decision making. Uh, also, Facebook to invest more in addressing organized hate against Muslims, Jewish people and other groups. Um, plus a ban on the f- praise and support of the ideas underpinning white nationalism even where the terms themselves are not used and a more concrete specific actions to address worries about bias in the company's algorithms right so these are some of the the key points that um you know have been brought up by this audit you know um and the big thing is right so i think a lot of people are disappointed you know but right also remember this has just come out right so you know i i think you have to kind of look at it at okay right so this is where the clock starts right this is where everything starts and you have to then give them a opportunity to you know make changes and they've said right so Cheryl Sandberg their chief operating officer has said right um you know the the audit has had a proud, profound effect on the company and facebook had already acted on many of its recommendations while we won't be making every change they call for we will put more of their proposals into practice soon and yeah i kind of feel that's fair because right i'm sure that there are a lot of things that the audit calls for that you kind of go, ah, well, I'm not sure that's feasible. Or, you know, that's not really, you know, because we don't know every single thing it's asked for. And a lot of times in these things, like certain things come up and you're like, but that's not, well, if we change that, then that fucks every, you know, so to say, we're going to do a lot of the things Maybe not all That's fair I feel that's fair Because, you know, look How many times have we heard People go, yes, we're going to make All of these changes and do nothing I mean, look Every time a new president A new prime minister A new mayor you know I mean? Every time they come into power There's always promises 
that never get fulfilled and they're never held accountable. You know, so, you know, I feel <laughs> we have to remember that. The other thing that I kind of feel is interesting with all of this, right? So, you know, people are pissed at Facebook for a a Trump post that was left up. Now, remember Twitter, they're allowing all his crazy ass tweets. And I think last week we spoke about a, a tweet where he put up a video of a black and white baby and he kind of worded it like, oh, this is a video that's showing, you know, the, the white baby terrorizing and, and mocking, you know, the current situation. And that was allowed to stay up. And what Twitter just put a tag on it going, hmm, this isn't great, or something ridiculous, like, uh, this stupid tag they're putting on, like, Trump's tweets, which is just like, what does that mean, because people can still see it, yo, so, I, I think the big thing with this is, right, they did an audit, okay, the audit is public, right, how many other people are doing these audits? You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to go, oh, look, they're bad, right? And, yeah, obviously, they're doing some crazy-ass shit. But so are so many other companies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if we really want to break it down, right? If we really want to look at this... Pull the curtain back, as it were. Hey, everyone's got their grime. There are so many places doing bullshit. So many places doing bullshit. And we, we've even had that admitted to us. Remember that fucking video those asshole celebrities put out? At the beginning of all of this fucking pandemic. Yo. Oh, we will no longer stand by. And let you know, racism happen. We won't put our heads down in a room. We will be more. So they've all admitted. To bullshit. Right. They all work at places. A lot of them run companies. So. You know. Let's let's be consistent about this, right? Why aren't we asking, if you're asking Facebook to do this shit, why aren't we asking every, every organisation to do their own audits, right? Why, why is that not a thing? You know, because look, certain organisations have to do um, audits, like, uh, you know, I've worked at the NHS, they have to do, you know, certain, like, uh, there's an equality audit that has to get done, or I forget if it's every year, or if it's every couple of years, but yeah, there's, an, there's a, like, a number of these different audits that need to be done, but why aren't we asking every organisation to do this, you know? Why aren't we asking, like, Procter & Gamble? Why aren't we asking, um, 
Twitter? Why aren't we asking, like, Lloyd's, just every single company? You know, everyone has to do it. Everyone has to have this document. And we can say, look, every couple of years, you know, we could even say, you know, to be fair, maybe, every three years, right? So give them enough time to do it and then actually implement the changes, right? So you have to put up the document and then you have to have a a page where, you know, the changes are documented, right? So, yeah, this is a thing we could make everyone do. If we want to live in that world, if we want full transparency and we just want to be consistent and fair, or are we just going to, you know, go, we don't like that organisation, so we're going to, you know, come at them all barrels, waving our fists and poking our fingers. Like, is that what we're doing? Or are we trying to be, uh, you know, and... Yo, just make equality a thing here, right? What are we doing? Come on, that's what I want to know, people. What are we doing, right? Hmm? So during um, this time we're in right now, you know, we're getting a lot of different conversations all of a sudden. Right, so um, I was looking at a piece on the BBC website about um, skin whitening products. And, you know, the, the piece is focused on uh, the Asian community, right? Uh, yeah, and so it's, it's talking to free women who all used... Lightning products Now two of them Have stopped Because you know They're saying Well for two reasons Right so they're saying it's A because A it's damaging their skin You know For one which A that's a that's a definite thing Right I believe that's a thing everyone kind of realises that yeah, it's not good for your skin, and the other one is you know they talk about they have more confidence now not to do that. But the the crazy thing is it you know it's their parents that kind of introduced them to the light lightning products. You know they they were saying like it's the parents that kind of were like oh your features are so nice but you're just dark. Which is something that you you don't normally, you know, you probably wouldn't expect, right? Um, now the other young lady, she says she still uses them, but the huh, so I don't know. So it, the reason seems look, it seems a bit odd. It seems kind of skewed. I kind of feel, but I'm just you know. That's just my point of view Because she's saying she doesn't use the products to lighten her skin She's using them to um, give her skin more of a glow 
Yeah. Yeah. That that's uh Yeah, that's what she's saying. She's like, um, you know, the products that are meant to give your skin a glow don't. So, um, you know, she uh has stuck you know, she uses these whitening products, which is a weird it's a weird thing. Because there must be stuff. You know, you always see adverts about stuff. You know, all these products are meant to, you know, give yourself a spark and blah, blah, all of that. But, hey, you know, I'm only, you know, I'm not speaking from a a female's point of view, you know. I'm just speaking on this from a, just like a, a damaging point of view. You know, it's it's not a good thing. It damages the skin, and it's just one of the. I think it's one of those things that it's just like it needs to be talked about more. You know, because look, you hear about it. It's not just an Asian thing. It's in black communities as well, and we see it on just like people um, being in magazines. The amount of time, right, someone gets, you know, uh, an actress, a sports person, or like just any, um, you know, female, um, she might be on a cover or something, and they lighten the skin. You know, it's funny, it's just like Beverly Knight talked about it last week, that, um, on her first album cover, they lightened her skin. Right? It's just this weird kind of thing that, for some reason, some people do. Right? They're just like, oh, you're too dark. Oh, that, you know, that darkness won't sell. It won't resonate with everyone around the world. We better lighten that person. And you're just like, wait, what the fuck is going on? What is... What is this bullshit? Like, you see it in casting for stuff. You know, like, leading ladies in, in films and TV shows. You hear that talked about a lot. Right? And, yeah, it, you know, it is... It's something with the male actors and, you know, people as well. I think we hear about it more from a female point of view, but it is across the board. Right, and it's this weird kind of concept that, yeah, darker is bad. It's just weird. Now, the crazy thing about all of this, though, you know, all of these current conversations and talks about, you know, improving equality and everything like that. So, you know, because, you know, this this whole kind of narrative around skin lightening and, you know, it just being bad, right, so, um, Unilever, they just came and said, hey, you know what, we're no longer going to use the word fair with our skin lightening creams, so that's in India, so I don't know if they're taking it away across the board, but they're saying in India, they're moving the word fair, which Hey, it doesn't really matter because you're still selling the cream. Just stop selling the cream. That would be a better move, I kind of feel. There's, you know, removing a word from a product 
it's not really doing much because the product in itself is the problem. You know, so we need people to hey just stop stop with that. And also, you know, in their adverts, hire hire you know, hire darker models. I think this is the most important thing, right? Instead of just, <laughs> hey, we took away a word. Yo, how about change, help change the narrative? Because, hey, if people's parents are telling them to do this shit, right? So, obviously, it's the older population, the older generation have, you know, they still have this understanding that, okay, Dark is bad, right? So there needs to be like opinion pieces, thought pieces in magazines, on TV. That you know, you need companies like Unilever and you know the the makers of this stuff to just stop making it. You know, start using um, models with darker complexions. You know, that's the only way. Really, this is gonna change. Because unless those things happen, we're just going to continue down this weird route that we've been going in for year upon year upon year. And it's not good. You know, hey, do some documentaries about the damage to the skin. Because it's all, it's kind of like a form of bleach. And... Yeah, that just eats away your skin. It damages, you know, your layers, which makes you more susceptible to skin cancers and things such as that. It's not good, right? It's not good at all. And, yeah, obviously, it's like Hollywood, it, you know, it's Bollywood, it's, it's like all of these things, like music industry, TV, they all have a part to play, they all have a part to play, so, you know, it needs to be a, a joined up effort between them, between, you know, the manufacturers, like, people need to unify to help, but, <laughs> you know, like, do I think it's gonna happen? Probably not. Probably not. But these are the conversations that need to be had. You know, if this is more important than voice actors, you know, in cartoons, th like, this is the important thing. Right, a lot of stuff that we are seeing happen, it's just surface level shit. It's not getting to the crux of the issues. And this is a crux of the issue thing, right? So, yeah, let's see something happen around this. Because, yeah, this is important. This is some serious shit. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't have any answers on this Because, yeah, I don't believe that people like Unilever are gonna give up those, you know, those money-making products But, yeah, we need them to stop 
So um, I don't know, like, see, this would be the thing, right? So when you're writing an article like this, talk to the talk to the manufacturers. See, this is where I feel like, you know, places like the BBC, they write these pieces, but it's like, go all the way on it. You know what I mean? Don't just talk to people that use the product. Talk to the manufacturers. Talk to the beauty industry. Talk to the entertainment industry. You know, uh, try and uh, get to the bottom of just everything. Find out why they're making that shit still. You know? It's like, look, you can't cover it in one piece, but make it a series. Make it a con- just an effort to try and push this new narrative. So, um, yeah, let us see if, um, yeah, shit really, you know, starts to move in the right direction, right? That's all we can ask right now. Okay, so, in this piece, right, there's a piece on the BBC, and it's talking about, well, you know, they're using on the record... As a framing piece to talk about, um, you know, like sexual abuse and things such as that within black entertainment, right? Because, yeah, On the Record is a documentary, uh, you know, it's just come out on HBO and it's kind of dealing with Drew Dixon's story where um you know she's made allegations that Russell Simmons raped her and attacked her and there's a few other women I think there's a few other women on the documentary that say that he he did that to them and supposedly there is a whole heap of others yeah, I, I we're not talking Bill Cosby numbers, but yeah, there's a, a, a there's supposedly a lot, right? But then the p this piece um this article, well, it it you know it talks about the overarching issue, right? That um black women are devalued within entertainment. I, I, a, a thing that I find a bit odd about the piece is that it's like, um, you know, is black entertainment getting its own me too, me too moment? And I kind of think we don't, you know what I mean? The, the, like, the separation of this, that's a bit problematic. You know what I mean? Because you're saying, okay, so the first Me Too was just whites, and now this could be blacks. Where where you can just say the movement is continuing. You know, this thing that started then, it's still going on. You know, because that's a thing. There's certain things that don't really have an end date, right, because it's dealing with something that is 
systematic. They're dealing with something that has gone on for a long ass time. Right. And and Me Too was essentially, you know, it, it, it's talking about um, ain't the, the silencing of women, like, you know, abuse that has gone unregulated. You know, people haven't really taken things further. You know, it kind of gets squashed down by HR or people get paid off and nothing really happens. And, you know, and it's like, yo, yes, this is something that happens a lot. You know, we've seen with um, Weinstein, you know, like he had a clause in his contract. So they, you know, could pay so many people off. You know, and just people given deals and things. Be like, all right, listen, look, we know this happened, so just take this money and just, you know, don't talk about it, right? Like, or people have to sign contracts with gag orders and blah blah blah. You know, so yes, this is a thing that's been going on for a while, right? So you can't then just say, oh, well, it was dealt with in twenty seventeen, so it's done now. No, obviously, it's still, it would be an ongoing thing So then to go, oh, well, that was the white version So right here, this would be the black version It it creates a them and us attitude A them and us kind of situation and a platform And that helps validate, like, certain people's mindsets you know, so it's a dangerous road Where you can just talk about it For what it is You know, a, a, a documentary came out And it's, you know Talking about this stuff That kind of came to a head Back in 2017 Or was it 16? I can't quite remember Exactly, but yeah, you just go talk about it like that rather than this is a black version of you know because that's kind of weird, right? It it just makes it. I think it's 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 problematic, you know. And and we don't need that, you know. And it then kind of you know further down they like oh they throw in Tim Westwood, but. You know, it's weird because that mention is very tiny. Like, it's just a couple of sentences where it's something that's been like, hey, if you want to say, because the, the, the allegations against Russell Simmons, you know, they came out in 2017. The police investigated it in 2017, right? The stuff with Westwood has been... Decades And there's been no investigation Right, so There's, you know, there's certain things That are kind of brushed Aside Within this piece So it's just like, wait, what are you trying to say? You know, like, what's going on here? Right, because you're kind of just pushing it down You know, it's not really Exploring The issue That well I kind of feel You know because it's then jumping to Some like house DJs uh, But it, it, You know it's got 
someone's thing going, yeah, this is a systematic, you know, thing that's been going down, going, it's definitely a race thing, but then black men are, you know, they're not helping the situation, and it's just like, look, it'd be better if the piece hit facts, right, you can talk about on the record, but then come with other facts, because there's definitely been, uh, you know, Cases. There's definitely been alleg- like a proper allegation. So you could say, oh, so in this year there was this. This year there was this. You know, these things came up. These things were reported. Boom, 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 boom. Like make it more factual. You know, the, rather than this weird kind of jumping around, losing focus, and then just creating this kind of segmentation. Of the issue Because that's not Yeah Yeah it's a weird It's a weird thing Right Because then we talk about like Ray um, Ray Black And the ambush situation Which You know is definitely A different thing to the Russell Simmons thing You know what I mean it's a different thing But you're throwing it in there Making it seem like it's the same Right And yeah it, It's all uh, Sometimes these things aren't helpful You know Like Hey <laughs> You know We're talking about unhelpful It's kind of like Friggin Terry Crews Right So Terry Crews Is Going You know, Black Lives Matter should be looking also at black on black crimes when it's like they're you know they're different things, right? And especially now, okay, because I forget, you know, because this isn't the first Black Lives Matter matter thing, and I forget the first time it came around, but right now. The issue is police brutality And yeah I You know I haven't gone to their website Because I have heard That certain objectives are Changing and stuff like that Which does make it Maybe problematic You know what I mean But It's like We can't go Well, this is this. Oh, but now it should be this. Right? Let's keep the focus on one thing. You know? And then talk about the other thing as a separate entity, which it is. Right? Yeah, everything seems to be fragmented at the moment. You know, there's a a clear, there's a clear, you know, lack of focus right now. You know, you you just see it with Black Lives Matter as a whole, right? Because one minute people are calling for one thing and now they're calling for something else. And it's just like, yeah, everything is just all over the place. We're losing focus. And losing focus means people don't look at the situation, you know, they, can, they use that as a justification to move on. 
You ain't like to go somewhere else Because, hey, if you don't know what you're asking for Then, meh, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, well, what are we doing? Let's just go do this So, yeah, it's, it's problematic, it's odd And I kind of feel There's things that need to be Reevaluated and just, you know what I mean? Take a step back, go, listen, this is what the ask is, you know? And this is what this is. You know, so let's not kind of segregate me too. Let's not try and make Black Lives Matter right now about anything other than police brutality. You know, let's just hey, let's just try and deal with the main thing right now. And I say it's the main thing because it's the thing that everyone has, you know, decided to stand up against, right? So that's the 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 core of it, but it's not the only thing, right? Because we need equality. Because then from that, from the police brutality you are then looking at situation of, wait, why aren't people getting arrested? Wait, why aren't they being prosecuted? What, you just lose a job? Wait, you don't lose a job? You know what I mean? So then you're seeing the equality issue, right? So it all stems from, but we have to deal with each thing, you know, as a thing. Let's not just try and bunch it all together and go, right, uh, that's the what that's the fix for everything. Because yeah, that's never gonna work. Right? It's never gonna work. It never has. So um yeah, I don't know. Because you need you know leaders, you need people at the top to go, hey, call for action. This is what we need to do. This is the focus. But yeah, it's all a bit all over the place. But yeah, that's what I would say. Everyone, yo, refocus. And let's just deal with this shit. Because it's not ending. Right? There's been no solutions. So, hey, let's not write it off. You know what I mean? Okay, so, loads of people, you know, when everything kicked off. You know what I mean? With the George Floyd, be uh, Brianna Taylor, um, Arbery Aubrey. You know what I mean? When all of these things happened, a huge narrative was Europe and UK aren't racist, right? That was a big thing that you would always hear. Be like, oh, I'd hate to be in a state. We don't get that over here. And it's just like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And still, still that shit persists. So, you know, when we see Bianca Williams, when we see that, what happened... To her and Ricardo dos Santos It is Appalling It's ridiculous It is a ridiculous thing You know And The reaction to it 
It's all laughable. It's a laughable. So we've got the Met Commissioner, Dame Chrisada Dick. You know, it's just like, well, you know, we apologised yesterday. And, um, yeah, you know, apologise today. I'm like, what? That's it. That That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah, we apologised. We half-heartedly apologised. And, oh, yeah, here... Oh, here you go. We'll throw you another apology. Like that's not the issue. Right? The 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 the, the crazy thing about it, it's like you just look at the video. You know, you just see the way like the police are just reaching in the car, just dragging everyone out. Like, wait, what are you doing? Like, firstly, that's not <laughs> That's not a way to behave If Right this is just a stop and search Why are you coming in Hot and heavy like that Firstly Firstly You're, you're, you're handcuffing people So You ain't like there's no You have no evidence of anything But you're dragging people out of a car You're handcuffing them so that all seems like wait what is this this is this is crazy like huh what and you know like <laughs> all it seems is you know the the main kind of indicator why you pulled them over because they're driving in Maida Vale right you've got you know, Two black adults and a kid driving in a Mercedes in Maida Vale. So you think, oh, that's suspicious. That's odd. Black people in a Mercedes, that's suspicious. Let's pull them over. Like, what are you doing? It Like, what? It makes no sense. Makes no sense. Whatsoever And as I said look you, you see the way it all goes down It is Horrendous Like no one should be treated like that Regardless of race Gender whatever No one should be treated like When You haven't done anything wrong Right If it's just a, a random Oh can we just you know, we're just checking cars. Can we just check your car? So it would just be like, okay, if you can just, you know, you you walk over, you just explain, be like, look, this is the thing. You know, we apologize. We're just doing checks. If you can just stand at the side, boom, boom, boom. There's no need for handcuffing. Like they handcuffed them. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, like saying that, you know, you know, she say that she doesn't see anything wrong with what happened. You know, like they don't believe there's any misconduct in what happened. You're you're joking me. See, this is the whole joke of it, and why, yo, know, this is all systemic racism, right? Because. Anyone looking at that, you can go, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> I mean, that's not right. That's clearly not how things should be done.
Yo, so for someone to view it and go, no, no, that was fine. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. And it's just like the only reason they've kind of gone, all right, well, we'll, we'll hand this over to the Independent Office for Policing Conduct. The only reason, because of the traction it has gotten online, that's it. Like, if no one had seen this, in this, you know, this incident, if there was no video and it was just their word, right, this wouldn't be going to no policing conduct office. That's the ridiculous thing of this. That's the, that's where the heartbreak comes from. Because those in power... Just feel this is acceptable behaviour Right, that, yeah You know, what this is what we do And now, like, they're saying Oh, well, you know We, um, we pulled over the car Because, yeah, it was, um, driving suspiciously Okay, so Firstly, you say that it's just Random stoppages But now you're saying You stopped the car because of Suspicious driving Like Huh Yeah That's fucking weird And you know Bianca Williams is like No that's not the case At all Which I'm kind of Look we don't know You know, like, this is the thing We don't actually know If the driving was suspicious But Okay On many Occasions of incidents like this We hear that Oh yeah, no, the only reason was because of this And then you find out that that was a lie Like, hey, for instance Brianna Taylor they try to say that, oh, yeah, well, we, we, we did it because of... They lied a couple of times before the real truth came out. So, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards believing Miss Williams right now, you know, just because this is just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing But this shit happens all the time And I will say as well Suspicious drive I've been in a car before And you're driving Like You know, fine And you might veer Just slightly Just And when I say veer I mean Just like a, a You know, a centimetre out just because someone sneezed or something like that And the car just, oop, just a quick Not enough to veer into another lane to, to cause anyone any issues But they'll go, oh, no Yeah, that's obviously suspicious And you'll be like, wait, what? What are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with that You're being ridiculous But yeah, this shows there needs to be a review of the structure of the system because it is broken. It is broken. What 
you know, would make sense in a situation like this, right? If you're saying we're just doing random tests, checks and things like that. So surely you then have the, the numbers of how many people were stopped that day. Right, so how many other people were stopped? Not even, hey, not even that day, within that hour. Let's look at that. How many other people were stopped in that hour? Hmm. How about that? Because you'd have those records. I mean, it's not because all of this has to be documented. So it's not like you're just stopping people randomly and not marking it down. Right, so you must have records of how many people were stopped So how about that, let us know how many people were stopped In that hour and the day And what the breakdown of um, the demographics were How about that Yo, we can look at those figures, yeah And see Is, is it because they're the only people that were stopped Because they're a black family in a predominantly white area is that it? Hmm? Because that shit happens all the time. So, yeah, people, please tell me there's no fucking racism in the UK. Come on, tell me now, motherfuckers. Okay, so on Sunday, the, uh, the 5th of July, the Formula One season opened up in Australia. Um, not Australia, Austria, Ah, they both begin with A, (laughs) I mean, hey, the first three letters, no, four letters are the same, so, um, you know, I feel that mistake, eh, it's partly their fault, okay, but yes, the Austrian Grand Prix opened up the season, and yeah, I feel it kind of Earmarks are a big problem we've got right now. And that is this whole kneeling. Okay? So, 14 of the drivers kneeled um, at the start of the race. You know, they were were wearing, like, T-shirts. You know? End racism. Lewis Hamilton wore a Black Lives Matter. You know? But... A couple of drivers didn't kneel Okay And yeah They got a lot of criticism Right They got a lot of Criticism Which You know what I mean I'm just like What are you doing So it was Charles Leck Lecklerk Who races for Ferrari and Max Verstappen, who races for Red Bull, um, yeah, so they were two that got a lot of criticism, actually, I I do think there were a few others, so I, I think, um, yes, also, what, Kimi Rackenham, uh, Carlos Sianz, um, Daniel Kivert, and Antonio Giovanzi um, also stood right, and but yeah, for some reason, um, Leclerc and Verstappen um, got a lot more 
attention. But, right, they, you know, they issued statements, they said, they they kind of tried to clarify their position, and I do feel what they say is fair, okay, so, uh, Leclerc had said, um, you know, like, not taking the knee, like taking a knee could be seen as controversial in some countries, which look, I get, look, I kind of get what he's saying. I don't like that is a non point for me. Like, I wouldn't even have talked about that, but you know, the, the I think the big things he was saying was like, I believe what matters are facts and behaviors. In your daily life Rather than a formal gesture You know I will not take the knee But this does not mean At all that I am less committed than Others in the fight against racism um, And Verstappen Said I am very committed To equality And the fight against racism But I believe everyone has the right To express themselves at a time and in a way that suits them I will not take the knee today But respect and support the personal choices every driver makes And, like, this is the thing, right? So, at the beginning of certain events and things like that Everyone's expected to take a knee And I think, look, if you're saying Everyone needs to do this thing Then what does that mean? You know, like, what does that mean? I mean, look, we we saw, um, what was it, like a month or so ago, there was that police constable that took the knee. Um, I want to say in Minneapolis, but I might be wrong there. And then, like, so he took the knee in front of everyone and everyone was cheering and then he sent internal emails going, I feel sick, I can't believe I did that. Ugh, I'm gonna have to live with this the rest of my life. So taking a name means it means nothing. Right? This is the thing. A lot of people are posting, you know, black life. Well, they were at the beginning. It was like Black Lives Matter and all of this using the hashtag, using the emojis, right? On the second of June, posting the black square. What does that mean? It means nothing. It means nothing. Because hey, what do you do in your daily life? Right? When you're in a room and people are talking and they're saying, um, hey, so yeah, all you know. Saw a lot of good recruits today. Uh, so who believes we should take, um, you know, Chris? Uh, no. I'd rather we bring in someone that looks more like us. You know what I mean? Who's standing up? Who's saying, no, 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 no. Hey, we, we, what's race got to do with it? Right? It's about the quality. He was the best candidate. So we're bringing him in. You know, when people make comments, you know, <laughs> have you seen Charlene's hair? Woo! 
man, like, not real professional, is it? And we're like, yeah, we're, we're, she's wearing a throw out. Like, how is that not professional? What the fuck are you talking about, Steve? You know what I mean? I think your attitude ain't professional, right? Who's saying that? Now, that's the shit. Right? It's on the daily basis. Is it, These are the times when this shit really matters. You know, behind closed doors when no one else is watching. Right? Who is standing up? Who is helping? So anyone can take a fucking knee. Anyone can post a square. But it doesn't really mean anything because it doesn't actually reflect... What you actually feel. And if we are saying, you know, you all have to do this. Again. It doesn't, like, we're dictating to people what they have to do. So how do we know that they give a shit? How do you know? Because you're forcing everyone to kind of fit into this certain narrative. If you're not kneeling, then obviously you're racist. Which isn't the case. It's just, what does it mean? What does it mean? Like, I'm not kneeling. Like, because, real, my hip is fucked. You know what I mean? I ain't getting back up. But really, I just think, fuck, it means nothing. I'm not doing these stupid fucking lip surface bullshit things. Didn't post a square on the second. I ain't doing that shit. Because I'm living this shit. You know what I mean? I talk up. I've lost opportunities because I talk up. I'm a vocal motherfucker. But I don't care. I've, you know, that's the choice I make. Right? Because I'd rather say something than sit quiet in a fucking room And be like, alright, I'm keeping my head down You know what I mean? I want to get that promoted No Because if it's a place where they do those things I don't really want to be there Yes, obviously I'd rather have a job I'd rather be making money But I don't want to be in a situation that's foul And rotten You know what I mean? And that's what I believe counts, right? How you're living, how you're doing, how you're moving through all of this, rather than, did he take a knee? Did she take a knee? Hmm. So, yeah, we need to move past this shit. We really do, because it's, it's, it's weird. It's really fucking weird. And we have seen it doesn't mean anything. We've seen the way people are acting. And think about this, people. Think about this, right? If with all of the people that have been protesting, right? All the people that are real vocal behind a keyboard... If they were that vocal within a day-to-day narrative of their lives, I kind of feel we wouldn't have as much of the issues that we actually do. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of weird to me 
that we have all of these people that are all standing up and everything like that, but we have so many fucking issues, so many issues, and listen, right, so I've mentioned this before, but, uh, you know, I, I went for an interview with Better, right, the, 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 the people that provide the gyms for the councils around the UK, and they were pieces of shit, right, they acted appallingly, right, so when they posted their black square, talking all their shit, called them out, I was like, hold on, you know, yeah, it's all well and good to say that, but you acted in a certain way, and you have never, never tried to, you know what I mean, like, talk on that shit, when I've asked you, look, you shut it down, and you have shut down every opportunity since that day, right, haven't had a response, the other day, a customer service person, um, you know, got in contact and was like, oh, I can't believe this, this is ridiculous, I will try and find someone to, you know, respond to you on this, I haven't heard anything yet, which is crazy, and that's it though, and that kind of stuff speaks, it speaks volumes, right, so, Stop being fooled and stop making a big deal about all of this small shit. Because this isn't the stuff that matters, right? Pay attention to the real shit, you know? The stuff that is really affecting people's lives. That's where we need to be spending our focus and our time, people. Come on, you know what I mean? Okay, people, so this week on Chin Check, we, um, we're not looking back on anything, alright, it was a quiet week last week, and we broke down uh, Invicta 40 on f- last Friday's episode, for this week, people, this week, we build up to Fight Island, which is Saturday the 11th, UFC 251, and goddamn that card is ridiculous. We've had some cancellations, but oh, <laughs> in their place has come something that possibly is even bigger, more anticipated. So tune into this episode and uh, get the breakdown, people. You will not want to miss it. All right. So uh, once you finish this, go to that. Share with your peoples, alright? Cool. Enjoy. Okay, so this week I checked out season one of Insecure. So I'd heard a lot about this show. You know what I mean? Not what it was, but there just the buzz that this was like something special. You know what I mean? Something different. Um and like you know what I mean a lot of it was Yo, this represented black women, right? So it's just like, okay, like we've got a great black show on. But if it's just talking to women, uh, can I get into it? Can I watch it? But, you know, 
You always want to give these things a try. So, um, recently I saw it was added to uh, Now TV. So, I was like, alright, let's get it, get it. So, yeah, I, I gave it a shot, man. Um, it's created by Issa Rae and Larry Wilmore. Um, there's eight episodes in series one. Uh, they're about... Mm, I don't know, 27 minutes, 30 minutes kind of thing, right? Uh, so, um, it's starring Issa Rae as Issa D, uh, Jay Ellis as Martin Lawrence Walker, Yvonne Oji as Molly Carter, Lisa Joyce as Frida, uh, Natasha Rothwell as Kelly Prenny. Um, actually, no, she's not in season one. Um, but yeah, I think they're your main ones. Um, like it was Catherine Curtin as Joanne, um, Mason McCulley as Ken, Veronica Mannion as Kitty. Uh, yeah, it was. There's a good cast, real good, strong cast, and the plot was this, right, um, so this is what it says on Wikipedia anyway, within the first season, eight episodes unpacked the story of the black female experience from the perspective of two female protagonists, Issa and Molly. Who have been best friends with each other since their college days at Stanford. Both in their late 20s, they navigate career and relationship experiences while living in their hometown, Los Angeles. The two share a close bond, and throughout the show, they deal with internal struggles within themselves, their friendship, and the African American students of color. Um, African American community. Issa works at a non-profit, a non-profit that benefits middle school age students of color called We Got Y'all. <laughs> she struggles to put the spark back into her relationship with her long-term boyfriend Lawrence, who has been slacking in their relationship since his startup company failed. Molly is a successful corporate attorney who has career who has career success but difficulty with dating men. And um yeah, the this the show kind of explores social and racial issues that relate to the contemporary black experience. Um interesting things about it, right? So you know, when they were, like, talking about the show, right, Ray kind of explained to HBO that the series was going to, you know, examine the complexities of blackness and the reality that you can't escape being black, which, yeah, though, that, I think that is definitely a big thing right now, right? Um, and, hey, interestingly enough, Raphael Sadiq created original music 
for this season And the music is good <laughs> I mean, the music definitely is really good I enjoyed that So yeah, that's it man And this I really friggin' enjoyed this Right, I think one of the big things is Back in the day, there wasn't really a lot of black-focused shows You know, there really wasn't Like, I think in the UK we had Desmond's Um, That was kind of it There was kind of, you know, Lenny Henry had a show But it wasn't like a predominantly black show Right? And so, you know, you'd wait for stuff to come And I just remember in the 90s there was Moesha And Moesha was not very good (laughs) It wasn't very good, right? It was kind of corny But, like, kind of, what do you expect from Nickelodeon, right? But the thing was, because there wasn't anything you, you, You watched it you know what I mean? You repped for that shit Because that's all you had And you didn't mock it to anyone else Like you could mock it between yourselves and shit You ain't mocking it to anyone else Because that's the only thing we had You know? Especially in the UK Now I know there's probably a bit more in the States But yo, know, in the UK We, man, it was tough You know? Um but of late, you know, you, there's been things like Atlanta, which is great. And, yo, now Insecure. And, you know, I have to say, look, the fact that they are black shows, that's the, on, that's the only comparison, right? Because they are very different, but the quality in both, damn it, is good. It is good, and watching this, it's just like, I think this was one of the things, you know what I mean, that she, that she was asked about, um, you know, a potential mainstream uh, attack, uh, you know, attraction, and she was just like, look, we're just trying to convey that people of colour are relatable, this is not a hood story, this is about regular people living life, and it's a Good story So I think like anyone You don't have to be black To really enjoy this show It it was You know everyone Is fleshed out You know Yeah there's some people that have a bit more Screen time than others But you don't really Look at people and be like Ah it's a caricature You know because you see all the people, you mean I know someone like that. Yeah, I know someone like that, man. And that was the that's the great thing about this, you know, that you can watch it and you can understand, you can relate to it straight. And it and it's great, you know. So it, it like I think everything that you're watching, and so this is as, as I mentioned, right. A lot of people are saying, yo, this shows the female's experience And, yeah, to an extent But, hey, you like, you can be a dude and really enjoy this Because you get it Like, watching it, 
You know, you, you can follow the shit. You, you know what I mean? As I said, look, you can relate to what characters are doing. Like, we've, we've seen all of that. And it, and just, there's just certain lines. Like, in the... Ah, uh, just way it works. Like, in the first episode... Um, shit, I think it was Molly. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna drop this pussy like Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Oh man it's just hilarious <laughs> and Like the broken pussy rap It was just Funny You know and that's the important thing But we, we are just seeing these relationships Develop Right You have Lawrence He's kind of Fucked up Issa's birthday you know, it's her 29th birthday. So she's just like, yo. I mean, look, this is my last chance to kill it before I hit the 30s. Lawrence fucked it up. And so you can see, okay, this dynamic, this relationship. And, and you kind of get all of that. You get her situation at work. And the funny thing about, like, Ace's work is... You know those organisations, right? So it is, you know, it's 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 a not for profit set up to help, you know, inner city kids. It's run by white people, and they don't get it, <laughs> but they want to help. You know what I mean? It's not like they're bad people. They want to help, but they don't get it. And yeah, like. That shit happens all the time But then, if you're around it It's just like, oh, you you must be able to decipher everything And that, and yeah, you're kind of brought in and be like Yo, can you, oh, what does this mean? And how do we do this? And blah, blah, blah And it's just like, so look, it's condescending as fuck You know what I mean? But it's just like, alright Fine, I'm getting paid Gotta do this shit Go So you straight away Like that situation You understand that you know? and, But then you've got the people in that job And like you know, As the series goes on you know, We're just like Oh, okay We get them Right? You, you, you get a feel for them and you, you know, like you understand their situations And that's kind of interesting You know, that's, that's kind of cool There's, like, you can see the ones who are, like, legit, as it were, right? And the ones that aren't You know, so you've got, um Isa, the, the, the chick who's working with Isa a lot um, fuck, I think that is, hmm, I don't, I think it's Kitty, no, sorry, it's Frida, yes, Frida, and you can see, like, Frida just wants a friend, and that's some sweet shit, you know what I mean, like, I think at the beginning, you can see her, like, She's kind of been down with the rest of them But 
now she gets to work with Issa and she just, yeah, she really wants to be Issa's friend. And you see that relationship develop. And that's nice, right? Then you've got Molly at her work. And she's this high-powered lawyer. And she knows how to navigate that scene. You're in being... A rare minority at her workplace, right? And then, you know, they hire another black girl. And it's just, like, how she then has to try... Like, she tries to help her out. And it's kind of like... You see it from both sides, right? You see it from the girl who's coming, going like... Yo, but they hired... They saw who I was. They hired me. So why the fuck do I have to change? Because that's what you think at the beginning when you're young. You know what I mean? Like, why do I have to change? Right? It should be on merit. But, you know, as time goes on, you understand. Fuck ain't on merit. You know what I mean? You're judged. Like, and it doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like, other people could be doing the same shit. But for some reason, this ain't a level playing field. And, you know, but the way Molly kind of approaches her is a little bit like, so you get it, you get that whole thing, but then you just feel bad for her when, you know what I mean, like the, it, <laughs> the bosses, the directors speak to her and it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, because you, you definitely understand that, Right? So all of these dynamics just work. Everything kind of works. And one thing I really liked is the way they played the certain situation that develops. Because a lot of the time we see it from the other point of view. You know what I mean? We see it from one side and it's it's good. It's you know what I mean? I think it's good. And it's interesting to see it from this point of view. And it's also good to see, like, everyone acting in a certain way, right? Because as we saw from the strip club, right? So you see the dudes doing their thing. But we also see the girls doing their thing, having their conversation, right? Kelly being um, loud as fuck. Right, so you you know what I mean. We get to see that, and you're just like, yes, because obviously that's that is how it is, right? People act in that way, so it, it it's good to you're going know I mean? to see it, right? To get it, understand it, because it's just like, yeah, everyone. Everyone can be kind of freaky. Everyone can be like want a certain thing. You know? So it's just like it's showing the human condition and the fact that yo, know, everyone's got the urge. Everyone's got these urges. Everyone's got these wants. You know, people want to be in a relationship. People want to be supportive. People, you know what I mean, want to feel that they're being listened to. So you get how things fall apart, right? Especially being in a relationship where 
you're trying, you're doing your thing, but the other person starts to fucking coast. That is one of the most frustrating fucking things, right? Someone trying to coast and not bother. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot your birthday. And, oh, I, you know, can we just... I know we're meant to go up. I just want to stay in. And it's just like, fuck. But, right, this is the thing. Although, right, when you're in a situation... If some like listen, this is the way I feel, right? You're allowed to when you know someone's dating someone, right? And they might be complaining about the thing, you can say once, maybe twice, if you're not just pushing, right? That you know what? Fuck them. Yo, I know how to I could treat you better. After that, you leave that shit alone. You know what I mean? And you don't, as I said, look, you don't push it. You're not trying to push it. You're not trying to be fucking creepy. Right? But it's also on that person, man. If you're in a situation, you don't creep. I mean, you don't put yourself in a place where shit can go down. All right? So, but that, interesting. It's interesting Because then it's just like Oh how is this going to play And I like the scene Of Coming home And thinking right how am I going to play this And I gotta say Though that first flashback God damn That had me On edge I jumped I was like It's just like it was So intense you know, it's just like, god damn Fuck But yeah, no, that was It was, and I like those little moments We didn't get a load of them So it wasn't like too much But it was nice when you saw them Especially in certain situations Like, you know, when at work When they'd say to Issa Oh, won't the black people just like to <laughs> like, why are we gonna take them to the beach? Ah, oh, they can't even swim. And like the reaction that you wanna give, but then the reaction that you have to give. And I like that. I like that interplay. I like the way they worked it. And I like the way also that although we saw the things that weren't working, we also saw the characters. As You know what I mean like good in other areas Like You know what I mean successful at work Can turn their shit around Can strive and can push And can achieve And do big things That's real important You know because we always A lot of times man we see people Just fucking up Right Not being great and and it's good to show the flip on that. You know what I mean? That people, hey, and I'm saying black people, right? Can do big things. And so that's the great thing about this show. Because it shows that too. You know what I mean? And I like that. That was cool. Um, 
the end. Yeah. The end. Like, you know what I mean? I, I kind of thought that was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen sooner. And when it did, like, you were thrown a little... Because at first it's just like boom boom You think oh it's okay it's going to go like this Then I thought when when she opens the door so Like it was going to maybe pop off there Right because it's kind of like I'm away all weekend You can have the place to yourself And it's just like oh shit Oh it's like uh. But yo no So it's a bit like oh What the fuck's happening now you know what I mean? How is that gonna play out? Hmm. Interesting. I I did like the fact as well though with this that you know what I mean they looked at the hypocrisies of stuff. You know what I mean? Like the whole experimenting, right? So this is the thing. If like at uni or wherever, right? Girls get drunk and be like, oh yeah, and we just kissed and oh, you know. Oh, we played around, like she ate me out. No one really says anything. No one has an issue with that. Really. You know what I mean? Obviously, if you're from a mad religious background or like area, yeah, that you know, it can be frowned upon in those areas. For the most part, no one frowns on that shit. And no one just goes, oh, so you're a lesbian, right? No one does that. But when it's the other way around, if it's two guys, get drunk, get a little, and then, you know, shit happens. You know what I mean? And the, and the thing was, dude, he didn't actually do, like, he just got blown. Right, but that that just you know what I mean threw the cat in the pigeons, the pigeons in the cats, the oh, what's the expression? Is cats and pigeons? Is there a tree? Is it cats in a tree? No, God damn it! So I, I swear it's cats and pigeons. The cat amongst the, the cat amongst the pigeons. Yes, that's what that did. Right. Fucked everything up And everything was good Everything was good And you felt bad for my man You know what I mean Because he felt that he was Everything was so good And like yo we can, We're talking our truths right here You know what I mean We're being open Yes alright Yeah I'm going to share this I'll tell you And it was just like boom And then everyone's reaction When you know, they were told of it Were just like, oh, he's gay Oh, he's, you know what I mean? But the only person, like, I, like I, it was good to see, though That Isa was like, oh, no, no, no Like, whatever, like, you did the same thing You can't judge a person It was one time You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that was an interesting thing And also the mental health aspect of it Yo, towards the end, and Molly bumps into a friend who's like, Yeah, I went to therapy, it was great. 
And you could see that she had benefited from it But the reaction was just like Oh fuck You're a crazy motherfucker God damn And that this, that is a big thing, right? In the black community, therapy is kind of looked at in an odd way. So I like the fact that these issues came up. These issues were looked at, and they were they were looked at in an interesting way, right? It wasn't done preaching at anyone. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, oh yeah. This is the message of the day No, it was done within the context of those friends And you kind of felt, yeah, that's how exactly how they're going to talk on it and, and that was great I thought that was really good And that just showed the strength of the writing and just of the series Right, like all of these things could be approached And you believed in it you know what I mean? Like, Molly's just relationship shit. You just watched it unfold and you're just like, yes, I have seen all of that. I know that. Yeah, I know that shit happens for real. Right? So, yeah, this Insecure, if you have not seen it, check it out. It is so damn good. Really enjoyable. Great characters. Great music. The acting, just all on point All on point Like Tasha That whole Tasha situation Like You you're in, you felt for her At the beginning At the end Woo <laughs> You know what I mean But it was just like Yeah, all of it All of it was awesome, man Loved it People, go check it out so I, I think it's on Amazon Prime as well So I watch it on Now TV And I think it's on there until September um, But yeah, I just think I saw that it's on Prime So um, yeah, go check it out Stateside HBO, alright? Cool, enjoy people Okay, so this week I checked out The Wall Which is by John Lancaster and it's narrated by Will Porter, so it's not a it's not a huge book, right? But um, it's really interesting. I have no clue what I expected, you know. But it it's one of those things that when you see it, for some reason you're enthralled, you're intrigued, and I kept on putting it off, you know. I think mainly because. Hey, it's not that long Some of it, I don't want to use a credit on something So I was waiting for a sale And uh, yeah, finally it popped up And I was like, alright, you know what, I'm going to check it out Let me check this out And uh, yeah, I am glad I did So, um, you know, the gist of it is uh, Is this, right? So, ravaged by the change an island nation in a time very like our own has built the wall, an enormous concrete barrier around its entire coastline. Joseph Kavanagh, a new defender, has one task, to protect his section of the wall from the others. 
The desperate souls who are trapped amid the rising seas outside and are a constant threat. Failure will result in death or a fate perhaps worse, being put to sea and made an other himself. Beset by cold loneliness and fear, Kavanagh tries to fulfil his duties to his demanding captain and sergeant, even as he grows closer to his fellow defenders. A dark part of him wonders whether it might be interesting, just slightly interesting, if something did happen, if they came, if he had to fight for his life. So, uh, yeah, that's the gist of it, right? And um, as I said, look, this, the, I think the interesting part of this book, right, is, um, is the fact that, hey, like, you're painted this picture, you know, of, of this wall, and we don't know where it is, you know, we find out towards the end, but at the beginning, we have no clue where this is, right, is this an actual place, or is this, you know, a fictional place, we don't know what's happened, right, we don't have any real information, but the way the story is, you know, weaved together, you're just kind of Man, you're drawn in. You really are drawn in and you want to know, like, what's going on? You know, what, what's the deal? Right, so the official name for the wall is the National Coastal Defence Structure. And um, the, the idea is, right, you're kind of conscripted. Right, so um, John, you know, he starts out and he knows, right, he's got to patrol this wall, do these exercises and everything. And, hey, if he gets through two years, right, two years of doing this, 729 nights, then, uh, yeah, all is good. He can go home. And that's the thing. But there's a drudgery about it. Right? And the way everything works. You only really kind of know a few people. So the person on the team that takes over from your shift. Right? So you, you kind of meet that person. And then uh, the people who you kind of eat with. And that's kind of it. You know, because you're patrolling the wall. So there's no real conversation. There's nothing. You're kind of, you know, in this situation. This repetitive situation. But it's all brought to life. Lancaster brings all of this to life. And you are hooked. You're hooked. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is kind of crazy. Right? And um, so, yeah, you know, they've got training. 
training that they do and we find out about like a you know we witness an exercise which yeah that's interesting like the different ways that you're being trained to work all of this out and um you know we've seen this in films right these training and things like that but it always seems a bit like oh they got good real quick you know what I mean, like, what, where's the, huh, but in this, you, you get a sense that, yeah, it's difficult, you know, it's not just a, oh, yeah, after a month, we became experts, no, it's this ongoing thing, and, yeah, if you mess around, hey, you've got punishments, yeah, so it, it's this grim kind of existence, but, yeah, you just hope it stays that way, Right, because what happens if there's attack? Well, yes, as I said, if people get over, right, if they get over the wall and escape, oh shit, that's not good. Because you will either be killed or, yeah, you're put out to sea. So it's this kind of story, it kind of mirrors. It's got like an an immigration kind of feel to it, right? You know, so it's a barrier stopping people from getting into the country. You can't get in. And if you do, there's a punishment, right? And the people that do get in, the others that might get over the wall, so they're either killed or put back out to sea. Now, if if they have a useful skill then they can stay but they get to be help right they get to be help but a help is is basically slaves right these people are basically slaves you know no real freedoms or anything, and again, that, it kind of mirrors, you know, you can't get into certain countries unless you have, you know, a relevant skill, you know, that's definitely a thing in Australia, right, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's weird, the parallels in this book, but then, right, so, hey, maybe, you know, maybe, you don't get to be help, and they let you become a defender, and then you can work yourself up, which is something we do see, so we have all of this, and so John's existence, ah man, it's this drudgery that has real depth and life to it, and one thing that he slowly, we slow him see see him do is form an attachment with Hifa, right, one of his fellow defenders, so this, you know, it makes sense, and it all, you know, it, it, it fits nicely, right, the way this, this subplot of the story is told to us, and you're just like, yeah, you, it's really enjoyable, the way, because it's not rushed, Right, it's not rushed, it doesn't feel forced, but yeah, we get this whole tale, and then, oh shit, we get a 180, 
we get a 180 the you don't see it coming right like the oh so you kind of feel right with the way everything that's being shown to you right you think okay everything is fine right and then only only at the last minute Right when this big thing happens, is that you realize, oh shit, it's gonna be, you know, and that's yeah, that's a great story, right? But you shouldn't be able to see these twists coming at you, we shouldn't get that, right? So, this twist happens, and you're like, fuck, right? So, now we're on this. Completely new trajectory Which yeah You didn't think was going to happen But yeah So now it's this whole New element of the book And That in itself Kind of you're just like So where's the end goal with this We knew the parameters of the beginning But what does this mean Right What's happening here Why should I care and Lancaster gives us reasons, right? He gives us directions. And so that in itself is fascinating. And it goes again. We get more twists, right? And you're just, yeah, now you don't know what's going to happen. There's all of these de- weird things are occurring. But. Again, it makes sense. But you do wonder. You'd be like, wait, surely everyone would now do this thing, right? But they don't. But then thinking about it, you'd be like, yeah. No, that makes sense. Because if anyone is to know, it would be, hmm, okay, I'm on it. I'm on that. Yeah. So now what? And... Yeah, I I think we get a satisfactory story here. We really do. Now, is it left kind of in a way that could have more? Yes. Yes, it is. You know, there could be a sequel. There could be just more told within this world. You know, but who knows? And even if there isn't, Right, even if that's it, it's fine because we get this story, right? We get a, a, a good enough tale in the wall itself. So, uh, hey, this is definitely worth checking out, right? It's a, um, it's an interesting look at the future. You know, is we don't, again, we don't know what happened, but we find out, right, there's no beaches left. Huh, okay. No beaches left. And people are desperate to get in. So, yeah, there's some sort of catastrophe, but uh, who knows what it is. And you don't, I think you don't care. Right, the story is good enough that you don't need those other things filled in for you. 
And I think that says a lot about a piece, right? That you can have just a skeleton, a framework, but that's fine, right? Because, you know, we have enough depth. It's a weird thing because there's this secrecy, but everyone feels like, yeah, they've been kind of fleshed out. Right, and yeah, still, we don't know everything about people, but what we do know is enough for them to feel like real characters, and that's a big thing. So, uh, yeah, this I would definitely recommend this, you know. This is, um, this is one of those books that you come across every now and again. You know, that you just be like, oh, that's a great piece of work, right? That's something that's, uh, you know, I would definitely, um, you know, like to explore more of, right? (laughs) So, people, yeah, check out, um, check out the wall. I don't think... You will be disappointed at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people will will enjoy this. You know, it's kind of, as I said, look, it reminds me a bit of, like, Luke Smithered. You know, the stone man. Now, they're completely different books. But they're the, these stories of the, these things that have happened. You know, you get a... A, a limited amount of information But you're fully in You know, you're fully involved You're invested In where the story is going So, um You know, check it out You know, and Hey, get the audiobook Because Will Pewter Does a great job with the narration You know what I mean? Does a really good job Breathing life into this and uh yeah, I would say, listen, if you enjoyed um the Stone Man, right, then I feel you'll enjoy this. If you'd like any of Luke Smithard's work, I think you will enjoy this. So uh yeah, people, yeah, go check it out, right? Cool. Okay, people, so we draw to a close of another jam-packed episode. So um, let's look at what's happening in the TV world before we bounce, right? So, um, you know, we, we talk about change and being consistent a lot. Well, CBS looks to be doing that because they have just... Yeah, basically sacked Peter Lenkov. So Lenkov was the showrunner of shows such as Hawaii Five-O, MacGyver, and Magnum P.I. And um, basically he was getting investigated for uh, creating a toxic work environment. Um, He had a year left on a, a big, huge contract, but yeah. They said bye bye. <laughs> so uh, it is all changed now. Um, 
Lenkov put out a statement, um, you know, as, you know, people do at these times, and he said, um, now is the time to listen, and I am listening, ugh, god damn it, you know what I mean, it's difficult to hear that the working environment I ran was not the working environment my colleagues deserved, and for that, I am deeply sorry. I accept responsibility for what I am hearing and I am committed to doing the work that is required to do better. It is all kind of bullshit, right? Because you're in, if you were committed, right, as soon as this investigation, even before that, you would have gone, hold on, let me change, let me do something. This ain't working, this ain't right. People are complaining. Yeah, but to be like, oh, I'm listening after you've been sacked for this thing. It's like you didn't even know until you were shown the door. So how are you making changes? Because you didn't even see it. You thought everything was rosy. It's kind of, you know what I mean? It's weird. But, um, hey, the shows are still continuing. So Monica Mesa is Gonna be taking over as the showrunner of MacGyver And Eric Guggenheim is gonna be um, doing the same for Magnum P.I. Right, and um, you know Yeah, we'll see what happens, right? Okay, so now on to some other shit Alright, so Um I don't know, I haven't seen this myself, but a, a, you know, a popular series that's running on BBC2 and PBS right now, Vienna Blood, um, that's just been, um, yeah, that's renewed for a, a, another season, right, so it's going to have a, a second season, and it's going to run the same format, so we're going to have three um, feature length episodes, so uh, yeah, fans of that should be uh, should be happy. Um, now another show that's uh, just been picked up. Okay, so um, anonymous content and Pavia Studios have come together to um, yeah to bring a series called C- Civilizations to life. So it is based on some best-selling um, novel from Laurent Binet, uh, and it's one of those, you know, what if history went like this kind of things. So basically, the series is looking at what if Christopher Columbus never discovered America and the Incas. Prevail and come to Europe Right So um, it's said to be Filmed in South America and Europe And it's going to be In a few different languages So it'll be interesting how they Go about that You know Um, Because yeah I I feel that uh, You know from What I've seen and read that The Inca language is Definitely dying Not many people know it so, uh, you know what I mean? It'll, like, hmm, it will be interesting. Okay, so, um, some other things. Um, 
You know, Wonder Woman 1984 may have been pushed back, you know, but there is um, word, you know, that, um, yeah, they're doing a uh, animated series, you know, called um, the Amazon Olympics, or something like that, you know. I don't know, it's, uh, some, yeah, there's this is like, there's so much happening right now, you know, um, yeah, they just want to do, um, some different things, um, you know, and Paddy Jenkins, she's out talking a, a lot, and, um, you know, she's just saying, like, you're enjoying the movie, you're making and also reflecting on what could be different or better in the real world. And therefore, what story you want to tell. That's the greatest thing to me about superhero stories. You're able to have a dialogue about what a hero would be right now. Um... So yeah, they've got a lot of ideas, it would seem. Um, I don't know, we'll see what happens with it all, you know? But uh, yeah, there's that. But we're gonna end with some Netflix news. Okay, so Pharrell Williams, is, um, he's got something that should be coming later this year um, called Voices of Fire. So basically, it's um, going to be following his uncle, Bishop Ezekiel Williams, who, um, you know, supposedly is a, a well-respected uh, musical visionary in Virginia. And um, so basically, uh, Ezekiel Williams and his team are going to be, um, you know, going around the Hampton Roads area looking for undiscovered gospel talent so they can bring it together into a choir. So, yeah. I don't know, you know. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, gospel is big, you know. So, uh, yeah. It could be a success Who knows, right? But, you know, at least it's something different Right? You know what I mean? Uh, now, Fans of Dead to Me Which is the show starring Linda Cardellini And Christina Applegate Hey, they will be pleased to know That it's getting a third season People, the third will be the last. So yes, I mean, I think the second season just um, just hit. You know, that came out uh, a couple of months back in May. So uh, yeah, you know, I, but at least they know the third is gonna be the last. You know, so, uh, you know, the story of these two women um, Who, uh, you know, killed uh, a husband in a hit and run accident 
you know, it can end with a completed story, you know what I mean? Uh, another series that has been a big hit over at Netflix, The Last Kingdom, that has also been renewed. So, um, yeah, The Last Kingdom will be getting a, uh, a fifth season, right? But, again, the fifth season's gonna be its last. Um, and... You know, that's... See, the interesting thing about The Last Kingdom is that, you know, it's based on, like, the Bernard Cornwell um, novel series, right? And, um, yo, the novel series is... It's been going for a while, man. You know what I mean? Like, you thought, like, you know what I mean? I thought it was had ended a while back. But, no! You know what I mean? More books came. Uh, and, you know, it is ending, though. Right? So, a, a final book, Warlord, is, um, it's due in October. Right? But that will be the 13th book. <laughs> that will be the 13th. You know, which is kind of like, yeah, crazy. Um, but I will say, like, the books do kind of... They do venture out. Yeah, they could definitely have been compressed a little bit. So, um, yeah, you know, this fifth season... Um, I think it's going to be They're kind of using material from the ninth and the 10th book Right? And so basically Uhtred realises that You know Bettenberg it, Like there's more to his destiny than that You know And it's England itself you know, he's tied in with Alfred and just the greater destiny. So, yeah, that's how all of this is going to be tied up and brought to an end. So, yeah, definitely going to be interested to see how they end it, how they, you know, bring it to a close. But, uh, yeah, I know my uh, one of my friends is really happy to hear that news. But, uh, people, that is it for this episode. Hey, enjoy your weeks, have fun, keep safe, and we will touch base again next Wednesday. All right? Peace.